Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it. Oh, McKinley Wright. Welcome in to the DMVR Buffs podcast presented by Manscaped. I'm Henry Chisholm, and we have a special guest today. And it's a special guest who you've probably heard me talk with before because the draft podcast comes up in this feed. But you're going to be hearing a lot from me, Allie Monroy. Oh, it's, we not, wish. Allie. it's not Allie. It's not <laughs> Allie. <laughs> well, wish. maybe. But do, you could come on the Buffs podcast whenever you want, Allie. Thank you. Yeah, okay. I'll put an invitation. There Allie's a real. If Allie was on the podcast, I might actually listen. Really? That's right. Really? That's I'm right. gonna. It, I know it's mean, but it's uh, it's fair. Henry, Henry liked it. Um, she just has I mean, like some... in, I included the podcast I'm on. <laughs> yeah, it's you know, true. So it's a self burn. That's why I felt okay um, giving it. But no, uh, that's uh, you know. The pods. <laughs> the pods when Allie was on the Buffs pod. That really. That's really what got me going on this pod feed yeah i've been a proud subscriber to this pod feed uh since ali was on it that's she was always my favorite i should say before we continue this conversation that's andre simone who you're hearing from because ali just totally (laughs) spoiled that introduction andre simone from dmvr bets from dmvr the draft podcast from everything with numbers also just like you work Mostly like from you do DMVR, real work here. Yes, just yeah. DMVR employee. <laughs> yes, but yeah, right. I feel like when Ali was on the podcast, that mm-hmm. that was, I don't know. That's where a lot of the current listeners come from. That's like right. everybody who is that's super right. into those podcasts with that group, and so there's almost like this like level of expectations it sets. Like, okay, mm. you're calling this a DMVR bus podcast. You better be bringing it. My my favorite was Ali would <laughs> do a segment. Where you would give this was this is in the <laughs> summer when there was no buffs talk. You would give like possible. etiquette advice, and you were also like twenty one, wow. so you you <laughs> you barely knew what etiquette even was. Or like it was, it was more of an ask alley, and they, I'd right. be like, hey, let's not do weird pickup lines, and and Jake and Ryan would be right, like, but right. what about this one? And I'd be like, please <laughs> go jump in. Uh, I don't even know where I was going. Just go away <laughs> with those pickup lines and all that. It was fun. But this podcast is fun. You should bring that back. Yeah, we you should have bring that back. Ali on just record back. like a like a two minute like advice uh, no. piece. That was that was back when I was a, a child. We're, we're we've evolved. We've moved on. <laughs> she has grown drastically. Yeah. <laughs> what if she's I looking at me advice, so though? intently I can barely make eye contact? <laughs> frankly. <laughs> and no, people really enjoyed me just hating on all of the puns that happened uh, on the buffs podcast frankly that's because why they would you're go a legend on to tangents me, yes. for like 10 minutes mm-hmm. and i would literally be whispering into the mic please someone come kill me please <laughs> save me i want to die uh, <laughs> these are terrible i know sometimes i say dumb things on this podcast but i have to think it because i can't say it yeah <laughs> that's uh, 
You're here. Okay, we're gonna have to work on bringing Allie back. But for today, we have Dre. Yeah, which is almost as good. Um, that's right, almost, uh, almost. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so Dre, here yeah. is uh, actually before we get into that, we should say, like I said, you're going to be hearing more from me and Dre going forward because we have a Ooh, new yeah. show launching tomorrow. That's a uh, Tuesday night. I think tomorrow's is going to be closer to eight thirty. They're typically going to be Tuesdays at eight. Yep. And uh, Thursdays at some time that we still haven't picked yeah, out. Maybe and then some yeah. free flowing Thursday shows yeah. uh, during the preseason. But yeah, this will be a. Uh, our fantasy football podcast it so, will be and yeah, it's gonna be so much go. fun and we have a whole bunch of really fun things planned um Quite. and it's gonna be very interactive and it's gonna be really cool it's a live show yes and it's going to be eight o'clock on tuesdays um 8 30 tomorrow because of the nuggets game and then the nuggets guys are going to be up here at the dmvr bar recording stuff but yeah uh you can find on youtube periscope it's going to be a lot of fun yeah be there or be square and you'll even have uh your chance with our community to run a fantasy football team and see if you can run it and go head to head with Henry and I and other members of our community and uh, see if you can win it all. So that's exciting as well. Just a quick heads up. You cannot keep up with me. I'm wow. just going to throw that out there wow. now. I want to see you try. Oh, man. <laughs> He's coming. He's bringing it. I like it. All right. Um, okay, before we keep going, we should say us a little bit more about Manscaped. Uh, Dre, what is the most recent Manscaped product you have used? Uh, I, <laughs> I have completely finished the shampoo. I'm out. Oh, interesting. Wow, Dunsky. you took like the least fun answer there. Hey, but, but I it's will say, hair and body, you know, it's good stuff. I'm I've been uh, trying to, uh, well, most of I've just been busy, so I haven't gotten around to it, but I really need to place another order with Manscaped because like honestly it's the crop preserver that's running out but i need to like that's stock up brand. on some other stuff and they're like other products that we haven't tried yet too oh i know i don't it's I know. it's kind of tough because i know i need like three bottles of that crop preserver for sure because how else would you golf so true right? how else would i be here right now so true yeah okay check 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 oh we're good so if you want to join Dre and I as members of the Manscaped community, then you can go to manscaped.com, look through all of their great products. We really suggest the Perfect Package 3.0. It has yes. everything you need. Yes. Um, if you want to branch out, there's some other good stuff out there too. Yep. Then when you check out, use the code DNVR20 to save yourself 20% and get free shipping on your order. Nice. Nice. Okay, so with dre today first of all we have to hear his like thoughts on the oh pack boy. 12 and just kind of i don't know just like a brief update on how miserable you are because of this decision i mean it's a massive bummer it's a massive bummer that every conference isn't just going to spring football though i kind of feel like that's inevitable like the sec and acc can try all they want but i doubt that lasts too too long um but it does open so i don't know i feel i mean obviously it sucks because that's like my life in the falls is watching college football mm -hmm. um that's something you and i have in common and has mm -hmm. bonded us you know from the moment we started working together i know um so that's gonna be like what a unique odd fall that's gonna be with no football to watch man i know and, and it's been something that i've been talking about a lot with like basically everybody in my life yeah because i don't know what to what do to with do. my life right, like right. i haven't had saturdays free 
in years and years and years. Like, oh, I don't I know. know what to do. Like, is the NFL just going to start playing games then? And that's what I'll be doing? Like, I have to assume. They have to try. Maybe I'm a skier. Yeah, I know. Right. Do I start going on hikes with the family? Do I finally <laughs> allow that? Boy. Wow. If you do, then come with me. Yes, we will be golfing. Uh, yeah. We will be golfing yeah. a lot. Ryan Dre, you need to, to start golfing. golfing with us. I could, man. That's a long road to get me, like, it's not. to even be able to be on a I course, can tell so. that you just have, like, you think? a good feel. Oh, I think man. you could go out there and just, you know. I, I appreciate the you, you seem like you could be a good golfer if you wanted to be. I tell you what, with no college football, I'll even consider golfing at this point. Okay, well, so that's it's a start. A, it's a bummer because the Pac-12 was going to be wide open this year. It was going to be really fun in that sense. I mean, the fact that I don't have another year to watch like Penny Sewell. I actually, I haven't, yeah. I hadn't conceptualized that yet. Yeah, you hadn't had that thought specifically. I hadn't specifically. intellectually let that sink in. Um, yeah boy that makes me incredibly sad you love that guy too i mean how oh much time did we spend over the course of last season on that draft podcast talking about oregon's offensive line yeah, yeah, yeah. like all the every time. piece of it all, all the, the way through like even even all the way down to like guys like calvin the rock morton who it's like yeah, yeah very good but not maybe elite but then like penny sewell being like the crown jewel of the whole thing all the way through and then boom you just don't get to see him go out there and be dominant this year as much as bus fans probably don't want to hear that yeah i guess that's true <laughs> yeah definitely true. not save that for the draft podcast <laughs> so i guess this is actually good news then yeah that's true yes that's true well, we don't um, have to watch penny sewell do whatever he was gonna do so i'm the bummed bus. out and my wor- world is shattered a bit from a buff's perspective in some spring football, boy, that could line up nicely for them. I really agree. And, you know, I it's just this weird thing where it's like we don't I, – I, I think everybody who calls themselves a Buffs fan wants what's best for the Buffs. Yeah. But then yeah. it comes to situations like this where it's like, okay, you're losing fall football. It's getting pushed to the spring. That probably helps the Buffs' chances of being successful. Totally. But it yeah. still sucks. That still doesn't make me think like, okay, this is good. We can accept this. I'm happy about it. No, definitely, definitely. I mean, and I mean, you start thinking, is this the last we've ever seen of Mustafa Johnson yeah. or Nate Landman in a Buffs jersey? Probably is, right? I mean, that's the conversation. I, I think that... Katie Nixon? Uh, see, I, I almost wonder if things do go to a spring season if all of college football goes to a spring season are you allowed a gray shirt well they've already said everybody's allowed to sit the year out i mean will the nfl push the draft back or even say like it's a two-round draft the only way the nfl would push the draft back is if the season schedule gets moved around and i don't think that'll happen huh what i could see happen yes is what you're suggesting a shorter draft just like major league baseball yeah where we're seeing two rounds rather than the typical seven. And you kind of assume next year, 2022 draft, that's where we need like 10 rounds. And then I wonder if it stays there because I think that I mean, there's been talk of that anyways, right? Exactly. I think that that could stay as a 10 round draft after that. And you'd just be giving you an excuse to get that ball rolling. Yeah. So you think about it two or if you were just to do two or three rounds, maybe the Pac-12 is the least impacted. Maybe the Pac-12 all of a sudden has a real shot to make the playoffs when they were really on the outside looking in coming into the year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could see it for sure. 
You can well, see it for sure. All of a sudden, those young quarterbacks matter a lot more. These transfer quarterbacks are kind of useless because they're one year, you know. Mm-hmm. But most of those guys probably won't go to the draft. Yeah. Yeah, and I just, ah, man. And, I mean, the Buffs were in a tough spot, you know, the last coaching hire mm-hmm. in the FBS with mm-hmm. what happened with Mel and everything. And so having almost a year here, you basically have a year of rebuilding and getting laying the foundations for the Calderelli era. This might set up perfectly for the Buffs. Yeah, I'm bummed there's no college football, but I do think the positive way to look at it is this will help the buffs, especially when it comes to that quarterback position. Definitely. At the quarterback position, it's huge. quarterback and O-line. It's huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huge. So if you obviously it sucks. We're going to miss football, college football in general. Yeah. But as a buffs fan, I think you can try and look at the positives and maybe this is exactly what the buffs need with a new mm-hmm. head coach last right. minute figuring out the quarterback position the right. o-line all of it i think you can look at it in a good way yeah, yeah if there was ever a year to miss out on fall football as a buffs fan this is the one man yeah which i mean <laughs> it's kind of awful to say about like the team like that that, that we are so low on them especially for sure. yeah. you know a program that i mean they're just there's just a lot of change happen and they yeah, got a young. lot to figure out yeah. and and a lot of that was just mel picking up and leaving like yeah. and bringing carl durell in and us not having a real chance to see what this team could be i think that the unknown is what makes us a little more down and being like oh another year right, of fair. practice and then learning more and not being just so in the dark is where we'll we could feel more confident in yeah. this team and it's been like a dark couple of decades for the buffs but when you look at this current situation the way we're talking about it this might even be like the low point for cu like after everything that mel goes through the question marks the quarterback like i mean even you we were talking about the senior bowl list yeah you're saying if they play this season this might really turn out to be like this might be like the bottom low yeah right which is crazy considering where everybody thought the buffs were a year ago And I don't necessarily think that means the buffs are on a bad trajectory. It's just that right now things are ugly and they've kind of got a pass on hitting this new low, which again, who, who do you blame Mel Tucker? And that's just about it. You know, it's just like a bad situation, bad breaks everywhere. Yeah. I think it was already going to be a tough year with losing players like Steven Montez, LaVisca Chanel, Mm -hmm. but then you add in a new coach a recruiting class that is like, well, we have a new coach out of nowhere. They're trying to get their feet on the ground after all of this. And then a pandemic, like even if we were playing college football in the fall, this pandemic and the kids not being able to be on the campus earlier, all of it. I think no matter what hurt a new coaching staff. Yeah. Yeah. It's a rough situation. Well, and then this recruiting class that we're all excited about, you know, you give Mm -hmm. them more time to really, you know, acclimate and they're not you, they're not losing any eligibility. It's almost like a built in red shirt to practice and get ready during the fall for some spring football. Yeah. And you just have to hope that they use it correctly because that is a question mark with a young team. Huge. Do they know, would it almost be better for Brendan Rice to get some reps, go out there, play USC, get beat down a bit and be like, okay, so that's what Pac-12 football looks like. Because instead, now he's out there working out with Brendan Lewis and you love to see that. But 
how much work do the, can they actually get done? Will they understand what needs to be done? And I, that's on the coaching staff, that's on the veterans, and there aren't a whole lot of veterans on this mm-hmm. team. That's a good point. I think team, at least one thing, team chemistry will definitely go up from having a year or yes. a few months right. of just being around each other. But yeah. I do think in some situations, just throwing your guys into it and learning on the fly. I mean, that's what we did with Henry. Who yeah. the buffs beat? Yeah. <laughs> just throwing them out there being like, here, try, you may fail, but Hey, at least you're trying and you'll yeah. learn from that. I, I do think there is that, but they'll still have a chance to do that. If we do have spring football. Yep. And I guess that's like the big thing is either way, mm-hmm. they're going to be able to play this spring. If that's what it takes for them he's, to get their, honestly get their ass kicked and see like, Oh, this is what, Pac-12 football looks like because I do think it is really important that they see that difference. And I think when you're a young guy, I mean, I know speaking in particular of covering it, like going from the FCS and watching that to watching Power 5 football, it's just totally different. That jump from high school is even more different. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Good point. Um, so, I mean, I also decided to just grab a mic and sit down. Yeah, I was going to yeah, say that, but then we were great. talking. And give my opinion randomly. I, I'm fully working, so it'll yeah. just be here yeah, and there. But. Perfect. Um, okay, let's uh, talk just a little bit more about the spring season before we move on. Um, you know, when, when Ryan was on here last week, we kind of talked through how you could use this as an excuse to expand the playoff. You you make it an eight-game conference season. All of the conference winners get in. A couple of wild cards get in. Maybe it's yeah. six teams. Maybe it's eight teams. Yeah. That has to be the move, right? It'll be in the cards for sure. It'll I'm, be in the cards for sure. And if every Power 5 conference has an automatic bid, mm-hmm. you're going to get a lot of buy-in from the conferences that really run everything and mm-hmm. really matter. So, yes. Now, the problem is going to be if some of the conferences played in the fall. <laughs> Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That will be the issue. If you do have a spring season, are there any other postseason ideas that you have? I know this is kind of open ended, but you know, that's kind of been my one that I keep going back to, but like you're not gonna be able to play bowl games. Yeah, that's a good point. I just That's a good point. Maybe you would try to set up some tournaments that work in relation to the conference tournaments. So maybe like Big Ten and Pac-12 both do their conference tournaments at the Rose Bowl and then winners play each other at the Rose Bowl, losers play each other. Yeah, you could put them in a bubble. At the Coliseum or something, you know? Yeah. That would be fun. That'd be fun. But see, like, that's the thing is I just feel like it is so open-ended. It'd just be such a waste to not do something fun with this. I know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess there'll be lots of options. What we need to figure out is what kind of logistical issues are we dealing with in the spring? Yeah. You know, we're assuming no crowds or at least yeah. limited capacity crowds. Will a bubble still be paramount? You know, will uh, so it, you almost need to you'd be able, you'd have to know what the issues we're facing in 6 months are to really problem solve what kind of solutions might arise, you know, that's yeah, the thing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right, uh, Dre has some thoughts on Tyler Bay and a bunch of the other NBA draft prospects yeah. coming out of the Pac-12. But before we talk about that, we want to give a quick shout-out to our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery, and they just released a new beer. The uh, Broncos Country beer comes in a great can. We still haven't tried it. Do we have any here? I don't think we have any here. 
No, we don't. Oh, we're we don't have we any We will here. get okay. some Okay, soon, well, though. the can I promise is I'll try it soon and report back, but the can Henry, is amazing. You know what we have to have you try, which we do have in this fridge right here? Oh, this is a scary game. The pumpkin? The pumpkin spice. Oh. Latte. Latte. It's a nitro beer. And what does that mean? No, what are nitro beers? Does that mean caffeine? I, the latte part? I don't know what Like the if it has latte part. in it, it's got to no, no. be. So I think what they're going for is the flavor is going to be similar to a pumpkin spice latte. Okay. Which I've you know are all I, the rage. Uh, I know. I, I now remember that you grew up in uh, Montana, so probably people aren't just the. Also, I never had a girlfriend. And so nice. I w- wasn't getting like dragged over. I, I imagine mm, that's how people mm. try pumpkin spice lattes. Their girlfriend's like, yeah, we got to go get these. You know, these. the fellas love it too. Is it's that uh, true? In the, the, oh, the yeah, alley just okay, said Ryan, Ryan loves them. Yeah. There we go. Okay. Yeah, if well, you like lattes, you like a good pumpkin spice latte. So weird. Now Henry's getting introduced okay, to this pumpkin spice latte without trying what it's kind of inspired by. Yeah. Then, Henry, you've never had a pumpkin spice latte. Never. Is that what, what you're not saying? Not once. I mean, not Ryan, once. Ryan, every time he has it, will has a pumpkin spice latte, will then uh, post hashtag stop basic shaming. Um, oh. So he really embraces the, the basic. <laughs> I was right, though. With <laughs> his it was pumpkin like, spice latte. <laughs> I was kind of right, though, when I said, like, I haven't tried one because I've been single for like five years. Yeah, I mean, you like, shouldn't stop. Else? You shouldn't have being single yeah, stop you from trying some good stuff. <sighs> you do you. I just feel like there's a... Henry. Okay, let me say. So Nitro Pumpkin Spice Latte. It comes in a nice can. A little orange, kind of creamy on top. Yeah, it's good stuff. It'll I make you that. feel like it's fall. Nice. That was a good one. That's the nitro You can hear it. Okay. Bubbling a little. He's trying it. It's good stuff. <laughs> I can tell. None got cut on the stash, so that I guess is a sell. I, it's I funny, so it's funny that I made you try it because I have never tried it, and I've asked pretty much everyone here to try it so they could give me. I'm not a fan of pumpkin spice lattes in general, hmm. so I didn't want to open a full can. I think and they have to come up with, with a flavor that would make it okay for us to drink before noon. That's what I I envisioned. Breck did this just for us, probably. <laughs> okay, so here's a quick thought. So when I tried it, uh-huh. I I felt like it was gonna. Not like burn, not like sting a little bit. But you know how beer kind of has that? Uh-huh. It was very soft. It didn't like, uh-huh. I don't know the words that I is have that never reviewed a beer before just around like there. Smooth. But, the but like, yeah, you drink it and you're smooth. like, okay, like even the strawberry sky has that little bit of bite to it at the end. Yeah. This oh. didn't. It's just very it's soft nit- and very smooth. It's a nitro type beer. Very latte. Oh, you need I, to uh, have the nitro, um, what is it? The MPJ. That is good. Oh, vanilla porter. Vanilla porter. Oh, that's not a nitro, but that that has that smoothness. We're not. Please, none of us are beer connoisseurs. Beer connoisseurs, please don't come after us. It is. Yeah, I mean, truly. I'll say that the <laughs> the flavor we admit it, is we very don't know subtle. What we're talking about. I do know that the flavor is subtle. So that's something. Does I do it have the nice. pumpkin. Is it? It's it's the like, pumpkin is subtle. Exactly. Like it's not okay. like the pumpkin jumps out at you. But the other thing is, like, when's the last time I ate a pumpkin? Like, I don't even know. Like there's pumpkin pie, I guess you kind of know what that tastes like. But yeah, I, it's just like <laughs> very soft. So. Like I don't know, it's it's a good beer. I can Anyways. say it's a good beer, and I could drink a bunch of them. Oh, nice. Yeah, I wish I knew more beer words so I could be more specific. Yeah. I'm t- also, uh, oh wait, I should say uh, if you guys want to check out any beers <laughs> from Breckenridge Brewery, you can use the beer locator on the Breckenridge Brewery website. Uh, it'll tell you you can go all sorts of different places like King Supers or Costco or liquor stores. You can come down to the DNVR bar and we have basically eight, all of them. Eight beers on tap. Eight of them, Ooh, yep. which 
I think basically all works. Not most, bad. whatever. Um, Not yeah, bad. so do that. Breckridge Brewery, Brewery, good beer. Also, Avalanche Ale during the Avs playoffs. Uh, Perfect time to can't drink beat an that. Avalanche. True. Also, stick to it. drink those here tonight during the watch party. If you guys have an RSVP, jump on there and RSVP. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yep. Okay. Uh, also, World Golf Tour. Got to give them a quick shout out. Ooh, We've been yes. having a whole bunch of fun with WGT's tournaments. Um, the <sighs> MBR actually hosts a tournament every week. And our, what, over 500 members who are on WGT now play? I think play? it's almost over 700. Wow. Yeah. That's so That's many. Crazy. That's so many. Crazy. Which means I've typically been placing like 650th. Like I have not given it a real yeah, chance. Yeah, I'm very bad. Yeah, I don't know I'm why. I'm with Ali in the bottom. Like, like I, I, I think that I'm doing everything right. I'm thinking through my shots. I'm like, okay, this is a 98% lie. Maybe you're thinking the wind too is doing much. That. That's what happens on the real golf course too. Mm. maybe you're onto something i know i hit a birdie and i'm like oh i figured this out i'm gonna give like patrick and rudo a run for their money and then it's five bogeys later and i'm like god i'm so bad kill me please i don't really have the patience for the game or the game of golf in general so you know you've gotten a lot better at real golf though I have, thanks. Yeah, have you? good for you. Yeah, yeah. probably better. Than I was gonna yeah. say, I, the reason I brought the mic over was you missed a perfect time to. If you need help learning golf, our DMVR golf guys, yeah. Spencer Mitch will help you out in two I seconds. Know. I like truly don't want to put those guys through that. Though. <laughs> they would love it. Like I they, can't make you know, contact. No, Andre, guys. it would be amazing. I've been on content. a driving range and I just whiff. You know, it I think if the people want to see, content. that's what the people want to see. Okay, fine. <laughs> anyone tweets me that that's what they want to see i will do the that. angry that's italian man playing a frustrating sport sounds so entertaining that does sound, that does sound fun that does sound fun if you encourage me to cuss in italian i'll do it that's <laughs> back to virtual golf though uh wgt is so much fun it's the most popular golf game yes. in the world there are thousands and thousands and millions of players i can't see the note but uh yeah it's a lot of fun. It's very realistic. You can play real courses like Bethpage, Black, St. Andrews, Bandon Dunes, Wolf Creek, and so many others. And you can use real equipment from Titleist and Callaway and Ping. It's a great game. If you go to dmvrgolf.com, you can download WGT Golf today and join one of the DMVR cl- clubhouses. We're on what? DMVR two, three, three, three now. Oh, three already. Yeah, already. get on. We filled Andre. up two of them. Yeah. That so come join. It's around 700 people. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That means Crazy we're moving enough. up toward four soon. Okay, Craziness. well, join us. It's been a lot of fun, even if I suck. Okay, uh, to basketball. So, yeah. Dre is a draft guy, for those of you who don't know. You've yeah. probably been listening to the draft podcast where we talk about football, but he knows all about the NBA draft as well, and he's going to share some of that knowledge with us right now. Let's just start with uh, Tyler Bay. Yeah, because totally. That's who we here in Buffland want to hear from. I know. What a unique prospect. I feel like there's two guys out of the pack kind of in the top 10 and in the bottom 10 of the first round who just about everyone could use. And at the top of the first round, it's USC's um, Onyeka Okongwu. Yep. I got that right? Yep. Wow, that's amazing. Um, And then at the end of the first, it's Tyler Bay. And it's... And as a Nuggets fan, people can really understand this because... The Nuggets are at a point where they're not trying to roll the dice and find, like, another all-star, right? Yes. You're kind of hoping you have that with this big three of MPJ mm-hmm. emerging. This, You're not really looking for any more scorers. You're not mm-hmm. really looking for, 
you know, some stud starter. You're looking for guys who can kind of fill in the gaps, be athletic, play defense, and hit some open shots. And Tyler Bay has the making of doing two of those three things very well and potentially three of those three things extremely well. The big question with Tyler is going to all come down to his shot Mm -hmm. and his position. But honestly, his natural position maybe was more of a concern in college basketball than it will be in the pros. I think so. Right? Yep. I mean, because he now looks like every player that the Clippers put out at the end of games. Totally. He looks exactly like right. Like they say, I guess typically they throw like one point guard out there just to guard whoever the quick guy is. And that's four people who are six foot seven to six foot nine athletes, long arms, you know, all the stuff that Tyler Bay is. And you're starting to see that what Tyler does well, I think fits the NBA a lot better than it fits the college game. Prototypical NBA game in a lot of ways, yeah. And him just being six seven, you know, it's a seven foot wingspan, so I don't care yep. as much. And he can jump out the gym. The raw three point stats from last year are really good. Mm-hmm. If that's sustainable, will be the question. But I know, you know, NBA scouts, it they're really looking at three point percentages and then uh, free throw percentages. Yeah, to kind of see if that jumper translates. So he's got that going for him. I do got to say, um, Harrison Wynn and Brendan Vote, both of our guys who cover the DMV yeah. Nuggets, have watched Tyler Bay play, and immediately um, Brendan came to a game with us and was like, "That's an NBA player." Yeah. And then Harrison has been high on Tyler Bay for a oh. while now. So yeah, and I think for Tyler, you know, you mentioned the questions with the three point shooting, but. Honestly, I think the biggest question at this point is just, like, mentality stuff. Like, does he have that, like, grind it out, go get wins, don't, you know, get down on yourself, don't get pouty, because we've seen that some from him, and we've seen that a lot from this Buffs team. You know, especially late this year, when, when you look at Tyler Bay and say, this is the most talented player on this team, he's the guy who's going to the NBA, he's the guy who gets to leave early if he wants to, he could have last year. When that team falls off and is very clearly underperforming versus their talent level i feel like a lot of the blame has to go to that guy in tyler's position yeah fair or not and i wonder you know when you're looking for a role player in the late 20s how much are you paying attention to that yeah but i mean you can't take games off in a 30 game season because you're about to play an 82 game season and there it's really easy to take long stretches off yeah yeah. And I, as a role player, you can't do that. You're the guy who's expected to bring that energy game in, game out. Um, so, yeah, I mean, but I, I think this this past season was huge for him. Yeah, and I think I think his playmaking deserves more credit, too. I think that's why I really like him in the modern NBA is even because he, he may miss some shots. You know, you, you know that if he's cutting to the rim, you can get him the ball and he's going to finish. That's something he's very good at. He may be able to make shots. But when you add the fact that he can get the ball, make a good decision, and get the ball where it needs to go, mm-hmm. I, I think you have to start to really like what he can do, no. especially because I, I don't know the turnover numbers at points were pretty high for him. But I think that a lot of that's because he's growing into that role. Right, right. And again, he just fits better at this next level. He needed this kind of step to learn what's going on, and now he can be more of an offensive threat with his passing and understanding of the game and cutting and that kind of stuff. Do you think he'll be all right guarding, you know, some of the more like dribble happy threes and bigger twos in the league? Like can he can he take 
20 possessions a game to try and guard Kawhi at the top of the key, try to work his way around screens and stick with him. I think that's his ceiling. I think when you... That's his... Heck yeah, that's his When ceiling. you draft him, you say... He has all of the skills to be able to do this. I mean, you you even see like the, like you were saying the seven foot wingspan. That means that Huge, when you're playing a, a two guard, you get to take an extra step off him because you're going to be able to reach up and contest that shot. That's so big for somebody who is you know a, a bigger guy, somebody totally. who you'd look at and say your feet probably aren't as quick yeah. as the ball handlers. And so I I think that when you look at the tools, he does really fit that role of being a totally switchable. Like if you want to call it like two through four. Yes, yes. Maybe he can get to the point where he can guard the really quick point guards, but probably not the guys who can like take him too deep past the three-point line yeah. would be... Like he could guard Ben Simmons right yeah, now. Oh, yeah, <laughs> for sure, for sure, exactly. I don't know. I don't know about centers either. I mean, he'd just have to gain a lot of weight. That won't happen. Uh, he's too small. But yeah. because he is so switchable, I do think that if you're drafting him, that's probably a big reason why you're drafting him. Totally, totally. Right. You're gambling on that and you're gambling on the three point percentage with jump from like 20 to 40 percent mm-hmm. um, in this past season. That not being an aberration, that being a trend that will continue. Yeah, because that's uh, huge. And, and, and you know, now that uh, he was a post player in college. Yes. He won't be like a real true in the post player in the NBA. Not and that's going to come with some changes. But one of those changes is going to be that in practice, he spends a lot more time shooting. And I think mm-hmm. he was doing a lot yeah. of that this year because yeah. either he thought that's what the team needed or because he realized that that was needed of him at the next level. I think, I think that the three point shot should continue to improve. You do. I do. That's huge. Yeah. That's huge. I mean, ESPN, no one does it better than uh, Jonathan Gavoni and Mike Schmidt over there, the guys who they got from Draft Express. Uh, they've got Tyler Bay just out of the top 25. They have him 28th on their board. Yeah, I know. So, the And he has climbed like crazy. He was not in the top 30 before the season ended. I know, and it's been so crazy because even after last season, uh, when when there were rumors he would leave, he was looked at as a late first round draft pick. Basically, the same place they're seeing him now. He went through kind of a roller coaster of a year crazy. with some really big games. You know, like uh, the, the Dayton game was huge uh, for him, going toe to toe with Obi Toppin, and then through right, the big lull right. at the end of the year when you're wondering why why won't he take ownership of this team and all those questions that were coming up. It's been a roller coaster, and now he's back up there at. Uh, at the end of the first round, which is where he started the whole process. Uh, I will add that the athletic uh, Sam Vecini has him, I, th- I believe is the number 56 prospect. Yeah. And he just, low. he just posted a new mock draft uh, a couple days ago where he had him going 40th overall to Memphis. Yeah. And I saw NBA draft.net. They had him more in that range of uh, where the ESPN guys have it. The late first. So, um, you know, a bit divisive, and it all comes down to what are you buying uh, as far as those really the two skills that will define his NBA career, switchability on defense and how much of those shots are falling on offense. That's really going to be what makes or breaks Tyler Bay. I agree. Yeah. Uh, let's jump into some of these other Pac-12 guys. Yeah, let's because it's an interesting one. I think the clear... Um, Top prospect in the conference, not who we thought would be the top prospect um, coming into the year, but a star freshman for USC, Okongwu, man. Um, 
talk about someone who's risen up kind of as the season started. He came in as a true freshman, didn't have a ton of hype, not the hype of like a, what's his name, Jaden McDaniels, who's uh, over there at, um, at Washington. Or, or, or even like a Nico Mannion. Nico Mannion had yeah. tons of hype coming in. I, I'm still a Nico guy myself, but um, Okongu just really took over as the top prospect in the Pac-12. And he's a guy who I remember putting on a USC game specifically to watch him when he was ranked more in the like early teens and now he's seen as a sure shot top 10 sure shot top seven guy um and the first couple possessions i was like wait people think this is a top 15 talent but then you just keep watching Mm -hmm. and man does he grow on you because he just impacts the game in all areas he doesn't have that he there's no flash to him when you turn Mm -hmm. on the tv and you watch him there's nothing that you're like that you cling on to instantly and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, I see it. Yep. This is why he's X. But then you just keep watching. It's like, man, he impacts the game in all facets. He's got this physicality, this motor. He can defend like everything. Yep. His motor on offense really pays dividends between the rebounding, um, the ability to make shots and what have you. You know, not incredible range, but he can make a 15-foot jumper. He can make a 20-foot jumper, mm-hmm. and that's only going to improve. Um he feels like a guy where even if I'm the Warriors at two, I would strongly consider him. Yeah. And I mean, you brought up the jump shooting, the lack of range. I mean, that was the question mark with him. Yeah. That's that's why he wasn't seen as like a contender to be the first overall pick. It's because, I mean, he's kind of like a six foot nine center. Yeah. But we're seeing in the NBA that now works like that. That style of play, you can do something with yeah. that. And I think that this is just one more reason to think that. And who knows? Guys develop jump shots now. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, that's that's a thing that happens. Nikola Vucevic? Yeah. Like where did that My come goodness. From? It's insane. I know. I remember the the Brian Shaw era was so devastating for me as a as a Nuggets fan. I had to kind of stop watching basketball for 2 years there. Wow. And I remember coming back. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like truly <laughs> that's, a that's pretty terrible. earth-shattering moment. Yeah, yeah. That's some PTSD. Um came back to basketball. So basically I left when Anthony Davis won the national championship with Kentucky as a freshman and came back. Anthony Davis was basically second, third year in the NBA. Mm -hmm. And I was like, whoa, what just happened to this kid? All of a sudden he has all this offensive skill and guys develop that, especially big guys. Big guys develop that a little later, but it will come if you keep working at. So whether it's Golden State at two or I think Atlanta at six would be do somersaults to get a guy like him. Yep. Um, he, he. But again, another player who kind of certainly has his question marks. I wouldn't say he's going to be an all star or a superstar at best, maybe the third best player on a championship team, mm-hmm. but a guy who just about everyone wants because yeah. he just fits any system. He fits I- any team. I agree. That's yeah. basically it. I mean, he's great, man. I love him. Yeah, me too. Uh, let's move along. Um, let's go with Tyrell Terry of Stanford. I think there's a good chance that he's the next guy to go off the board after Okongwu from the Pac-12. He's a really interesting one because you'll see him all over the place. There are some places that had him in the second round and other places. I'm, so like ESPN has him as the 16th point guard i've seen places that have him as the 16th prospect wow 
Isn't that crazy? Here's the thing, though, is he had the option to go back to school, and I think a lot of people, maybe not a lot of people expected him to, but it was one of the guys who you're kind of watching to see what he would choose. Yes. And the fact that he decided that the draft was the correct route for him, I think that that probably means somebody's told him, hey, at the very least, you're a first-round pick in our eyes. Right, right, right. Yeah, and he comes from De La Salle High School, so you know he's pretty well hyped with that. I mean, he had good. He had a good season. I guess it's um, the outlier for him is kind of that speed at point guard, huh? Yeah, so yeah. People just love. I don't. I, I, I always Did you see it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a fast guy, but I know to, for me, when I think of speed at point guard, I think of it more as like a luxury, and and it just. I think that that is probably the wrong take. But for me, when I'm watching basketball, I'm like, you don't need to be that fast. Like, there's so many ways to get around not being fast. Like, you look at Nicole totally. Jokic, who can get into the lane and score and do all totally. that kind of stuff. It's it's nice to have. But then sometimes you watch a guy like, like uh, let's just say, uh, I mean, Giannis even, is a guy who just gets ahead of steam and goes to the rim. Same thing with Russell Westbrook. Same thing with Donovan Mitchell has a lot of that to him. Yeah. Um, Darren it's great Fox, to have obviously, as a like point guard, but you're right. It com- It's only useful if it comes with other stuff. Yeah. And I'm not yeah. sure how much of that. Now, obviously, he's a freshman, so we're dreaming on a guy, but, you know, what other areas of his game will Terry bring along to where, you know, but. That's the thing. Like Nico Mannion has all this skill that he's developed and made him a McDonald's All-American, but he doesn't really have mm-hmm. that elite trait like a Terry with his speed exactly. to rely on and kind of give him a calling card to stick to it, develop, and become something. You and know? that's why Nico Mannion's such a strange case because he Ooh. was supposed to be a top three pick. He was a guy who, like, going into top last season. 13 at least, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And now he's slipping because he didn't do yeah. what was expected of him. He didn't dominate yeah. college basketball when he was at Arizona. And I, I do think you kind of hit the nail on the head. He didn't have that elite trait, which is what you see working in college basketball. I mean, the good college basketball players are the guys who are really good at one thing yeah. because you're able to do that one thing over and over right. and over again. There isn't a lot of like forcing somebody away from it. Like If somebody's just a great shooter, that is good enough to get you an important role right. on a college basketball team. Well, but with Mannion, you almost wonder like if if all this COVID stuff didn't happen, would he just go back to school? Yeah, or yeah, maybe. he's a guy who probably was hoping for like a run into the Elite Eight with Arizona and to like improve his stock by ten spots. That's also very true. You know, because he he doesn't have the length, and yeah, he's a good shot creator, but does he have that quickness? To really shake guys open mm-hmm. by himself enough space to be that kind of shot creator that you need. Yeah, and I mean the the shooting wasn't all that great either. Well, this is a per- so we just said Bay and Okongu fit anyone. Yeah, dude, Mannion's hard to fit. It's hard for me to buy a scenario where I can justify you being the shot creator for my second unit and me handing you the keys and saying, yeah, go ahead and create yourself 12 shots one-on-one and I will live and die with what you got me. Yeah. Yeah. It's just hard to say, Oh, like to see him enter the door, look at all the boxes he checks off or doesn't check off Mm -hmm. and be like, Oh, okay. I guess I've justified giving you the keys to the car here. Go and drive. Especially when he's supposed to be like the super efficient guy. Like that's supposed to be his calling guard. Like he's supposed to be the guy who, 
always makes the right decision, is creating a whole bunch of easy opportunities for himself and for others, and right. just wasn't enough of that. And I, I almost wonder if... And I mean, that's hard. You're, you're asking that of an 18-year-old exactly. at exactly. Arizona, you know? And especially an 18-year-old who I believe came straight over from Italy. I don't even think he had a year here before college. Well, I grew up in in the states oh his dad's a former player so he was growing up so he did grow up here yeah oh mind i was wrong then but no he plays for the national team so he has had that experience playing against senior guys (sighs) and stuff so yeah you almost i expected him to have more of an impact year one yep me too definitely i mean going into the season he was supposed to be one of the guys in the pac-12 he just wasn't and the other dude is Jaden mcdaniels yeah yeah who I would strongly consider if I'm the Nuggets, but then I wonder, like, is that another Michael Porter Jr., you know? Mm. That's the selling point on J.D. McDaniels is 6'10", 200 pounds, can shoot it basically like KD Light type thing. Yeah. But he was not good. He was not good at Washington. He was not efficient. Um, like, you see the flashes, but we're dreaming on the kid big time. Ex- yeah. He could be out the NBA in, like, two years. He could. He totally could. And I, the NBA draft to me just seems so hard. Whereas oh, it's wacky, man. Watching the NFL draft, oh, it's yeah. like, okay, I, I know what I'm going to get from this guy, but I just don't feel that way. Maybe that just means I'm not good at watching basketball. But No, the wacky thing about the NBA draft is the iteration we are analyzing right now, like Tyler Bay at CU is not what we need to be concerning ourselves with. We need to be concerning ourselves with is that next evolution to that player's game. Huh. Um, and that's very hard to see. You just need to kind of see, do we have the seeds for this flower to sprout, basically, or this tree to sprout, whatever that analogy should yeah. be. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Uh, let's see, uh, Zeke Nyaji. Should we talk about him a bit? Double-double machine. I'm not sure what he does in the NBA, though. I know. and you, it, I, just hustle and length, man. But, again, this is where the NBA... Now, he has enough of a jumper where if he extends exactly. it farther enough... Well, and what's weird to me is, like, he's dropped off a bunch, but, like, one guy that's um, Perocious Achua yep. from Memphis has jumped up, another freshman power mm-hmm. forward... I'm not sure I see major differences between their two games. And the way they're being mocked and analyzed now, there's almost a round difference in how they're being evaluated. Yeah. I think there's maybe a five-spot difference rather than a 30-spot difference, though, you know. Yeah, that's fair. The thing about Zeke Nyaji, though... So he could be decent value in the second. For sure. And I just... It's just so hard to project who is going to develop a jump shot. I think that that's where a lot of this like NBA is tricky stuff comes from is like, is he going to do it? Cause there's a chance that he develops that jump shot and Onyeku Kongwu does not. Uh huh. Right. And then all of a right. sudden you're like, oh, what a bust. What were you thinking? Taking Okongwu at three when you could have had Nyaji in the second round. Precisely. Uh, it's just so much of that kind of stuff. And I guess maybe oh. that's just like being able to scout who's going to be in the gym fixing it. But Right, oh. that's where IQ and uh, work ethic really matters. But, you know, like when this really first went down, guys like Devin Vassell of Florida State, Patrick Williams of Florida State, Aaron Naismith of Vanderbilt, they were more in the 20s. And guys like Jada McDaniels 
and Josh Green, the other Pac-12 prospect mm-hmm. we haven't talked about, the third AZ guy, um, were higher in the late teens, and now they've flip-flopped. Mm-hmm. And it's because Vassal, Naismith, Williams, they have a track record of hitting their threes in college. So you can look at the stat sheet and feel more certain. Well, McDaniels, there's more flashy tools to dream on, mm-hmm. but that present ability isn't there, so you're much more concerned. Yep. And yep. Green's the same way. He's a hustle. Um, he's got that athleticism. He's a McDonald's All-American. But where's the shot? Where's the shot creation? Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. he truly might be a non-factor in the NBA. But he has a lot of those raw tools where if he just adds one tool, then we're talking about a potential future starter. And I wonder if he's like a shorter Rondell Hollins Jefferson, who's been pretty good with the Raptors. Another former yeah. Arizona guy. Huh. But I think he had more of a jumper. But again, he was drafted as a junior. Green would be drafted as a freshman. So there's a million factors you need to take into account. But there's some good talent in the Pac-12 coming out. And Isaiah Stewart, the oh yeah, star center out of Washington, another guy. Six I guess foot I, nine star center. Yeah, like <laughs> like that's another one of those guys. He, he feels longer than that though, right? Yeah, yeah, he is. Man. He just has massive shoulders. Like, you see that yes, guy walking he, around basketball yes, court, and you're just like, my goodness, what's well, going on? And if I'm him, I almost wonder, am I better off, like, going to Europe and making, like, two mil a year and being, like, <laughs> that's a because, star center that's over there? That's because you've been to Europe. Yeah, that's because, that's like, true. that, that thought that's jumps true. into your mind, like, every <laughs> two weeks. Like, oh, should I just be in Europe doing yeah. this? Like, like, making two million in Barcelona sounds kind of fun. <laughs> 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 yeah. I, yeah, I guess uh, you, you got a point there. All right, uh, before we end this segment, which one of those guys would you... If you're the Nuggets, I guess it's Okongu's the one you want. Who's number two behind Okongu? Simply because it's the Nuggets, I think it's McDaniels. Yeah. Man, though, I don't know. No, it's Josh Green. I want Josh Green. Yeah. (sighs) I We could really use Josh Green in this playoff series right now. McDaniels, I'm not sure. I mean, yeah. I'm sure we wouldn't really use him is what I'm sure. Of. Yeah, I guess <laughs> that's true. But the thing is, like, he is such a good shooter. I know. And and Henry. that's that's what's so tempting. I mean, I was I was there at uh, the Pac-12 tournament the day basketball died or college basketball died. And, well, it's basically what happened. Allie laughed at me. <laughs> but it's what happened. And the, quickly the story turned from Jaden McDaniels just set, like, the – conference record for three pointers in a game in, in the turn i think it was in the tournament to like there will be no more conference tournament and he didn't get the hype he deserved yeah. from that and my computer won't load these numbers but uh yeah i mean th- i i almost feel more comfortable just taking the guy who can shoot right now and plugging him in and saying hey if you can develop other stuff i'd love to see it you're not wrong i mean if you're asking me who has the biggest star potential McDaniels is like three tiers ahead of anyone else. Like just ceiling wise, if we're measuring ceilings, he's like a, a five, you know, he's like a skyscraper. Everyone else, like a Kongu is like a five story. Yep. He is. Wow. And I really Apartment just want building. these numbers to load. You want a game log? What are yeah. we looking for? Okay, here? here. No, I still can't click on this link. 
Okay, well, I'll come back with the stats after this break, uh, or maybe Dre will. But yes. first, <laughs> we got to tell you about our friends over at DraftKings. I was on the Draft podcast today, so hopefully you guys will jump on YouTube, the DNVR Bet's page. Bets. Oh, I call it drafted. My goodness. But yeah, I was on Bets today in place of Ryan Konigsberg. With Star Dre. performance from Henry. It was great stuff. It was, it was, it was good stuff. Uh, so go back and check that out for sure. But uh, after you're done checking it out, put some money on some things because it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, we're we're not doing well today, right? I mean, there's have been you like hit two anything? games, but we missed on both. Yeah, I missed. Yeah, I missed <laughs> on both. That's fine. <laughs> that's <laughs> not making people want to listen that's to the DMVR bets uh, podcast. That's if you're not already advice we gave today. out on bets. I mean, hey, I gave out. I guess I, I didn't go back and check on everything I gave out, but I do know I gave out to take the alternate line on the Bucks at fourteen and a half. Yep. I also that said maybe hit. maybe go to nineteen and a half, and they ended up winning by fifteen. So, so. I, I can call myself one and one right there. There you go. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. If you guys haven't yet, then you guys should download DraftKings Sportsbook. It is the number one rated sportsbook app in the United States. And it has an Instagram page now, so go and follow. Uh, there are 100 million reasons why you should listen up because DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is celebrating the return of sports by giving away up to $100 million in prizes to all of their customers, Insane. including one lucky winner who will take home a $1 million cash prize. All you have to do to claim your share of up to $100 million in instant giveaways is download the app and sign up using promo code DNVR, then enter DraftKings free football survivor pool. Yes, it really is that easy to claim your share of up to 100 million in instant giveaways and put yourself in the running to win a $1 million cash prize. Uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DMVR to claim your share of $100 million in instant giveaways and put yourself in the running for the $1 million cash top prize. That's promo code DMVR to get your share of $100 million in prizes. Only at DraftKings. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Other terms and conditions and restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Nicely done. Just free Thank money you. waiting for you at DraftKings. I got really confused because uh, the read cut off after a page and I was getting ready to end. Oh, no. It turns out there are two more sentences. But I had Harrison on last week and really botched that read. So. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, it happens. All right. Well, before we get out of here, let's... uh. Just here's some rapid fire buffs takes. Um, oh boy! Here's some questions. Okay. Uh, first, who's the starting quarterback when they finally play their next game, whenever that is? I think it's loose. Let's do it. Yeah, I, I think agree. he beats out Lytle. Yeah. All right. Um, rank the running backs by touches in the first game. One, two, three. Got Alex Fontenot out there. You got Jaron Mangum out there. You got Shaw Clayton. Maybe my guy Deion Smith will surprise and get some of those reps. I think he will. I think Smith comes in third. Ooh, okay. I've always been a Magnum guy myself. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to say Magnum and then uh, Ma Mangum? Mangum, yeah. I like uh, that you call him Magnum. Me is, uh, I always <laughs> think of his Twitter handle. What is it? Mang Mang? Yeah. <laughs> love that. And then Fontenot, yeah. Fontenot. Wow. Something. So Noah Shad Clayton in the top three. I got to see it. I got to see it. Oh, okay. I guess if it's spring football, maybe, but I got to see it. All right. Let's do the same thing with receivers. Top three in touches. You got Daniel Arias. You got Katie Nixon, Dimitri Stanley. The young guys, Vontae Chenault and Brendan Rice. 
does Jalen Jackson take a step? KD for sure won. Okay. Visca's brother too. Visca's brother I mean, too. So that poor guy without, is like, not going to be known by his name until he has a ten touchdown season. Which <laughs> I mean, that's not a bad Do standard you actually know to have. His name? No, I don't. Not off the top of my Come head. On. He just said it. Too. <laughs> I did just say it too. He just said it. Levante Chenault. He goes by Vante. Oh, there you go. Uh, this has been an, uh, this has been a, a wacky off season for me with the buffs and stuff. I'm not following any like yeah spring game stuff. There's just no reports aside I know. from like updates yeah. on who's got COVID and what have you. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Terrible. So, uh, who could I choose from um, for my third option? So I mean, there's him. There's Jalen Jackson. There's Dimitri Stanley. Yeah, I do um, like Demetrius Stanley. He is, is that good. who you'd go with, Demetrius Stanley? <laughs> Look at that, Allie. She's thinking. It's a good question. Maybe. She says maybe. I don't know. She says it to us and not to the microphone. Oh, I like Demetrius Stanley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've always liked Demetrius. <laughs> yeah, let's go with it. I like. <laughs> love it. Um. Okay, let's just flip to the defensive side of the ball. Oh boy. Um, oh boy. What round does Nate Landman get drafted in? Sixth. Okay. You read my mind. Projecting us. Were you? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Mustafa. Fourth. Okay. Okay. Um, Does anybody else from this team get drafted in the 2021 draft and assume that it's just like a full seven rounds? No. No. You're not giving it to KD. Just outside. No. Um, I think he'll be just outside. I think he'll get invited to some camps, but yep. I don't think he'll get drafted. Yeah, or maybe I mean, he even makes he... a team, but just as an undrafted free agent. Yeah. I think that Here's, fits him. The other caveat is I'm not sure any of the guys you just mentioned get drafted in 2021. You think mm. they come back another year? If they can come back, they would come back, play spring football, and then get drafted in 2022. Yeah. Which to yeah. me makes most sense of all. With KD, we just didn't see as much of him, especially with LaVisca Chenault being like that number one guy. Yeah. And this was his year to be more of that number one guy. And I just haven't seen enough from him. If he played this year and we saw a good amount of then maybe. But yeah, we need him yeah. as especially the number thinking one guy. of all the other wide receivers in the past that have gone like Devin Ross, Bobo, um, all of those didn't get drafted. Uh So I don't, I don't think Katie will get drafted. Unfortunately. Yeah. You think Nelson Spruce didn't even get drafted. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So I don't know. Yeah. I do think maybe 2021, 2022. Well, and that's the thing is that they can all 22 might be the year. Even if they play this spring, it doesn't count for their eligibility. Like they can. That's true. Also. Yeah. They basically get two senior years. And for a guy, I mean, I don't know about a guy like Nate. You know, and I, I guess if the season runs all the way up to the draft, you're not able to go through the process, you come back for another year. Does that just kind of give the Pac-12 and Big Ten an advantage then? Could. Could because be. all of these fall guys are going to be getting ready for the draft in the spring and wanting to go, whereas Big Ten, yeah. Pac-12 doesn't have as many options. That's assuming, of course, that the Big 12, ACC, and SEC get fall seasons in. Yes. Huh. Good, man. Interesting. Could be an advantage for sure. Okay. Well, that's going to do it for today. Uh, you guys can tune in tomorrow for another DMVR Buffs podcast. As always, 
But you can also tune in tomorrow night at 8 to watch me and Dre in the first episode of DMVR Fantasy Live. Heck it's yeah. going to be so much fun talking Join fantasy us, sports. Also, Guy Casavan is going to be helping us out a lot, and that's going to be a whole bunch of fun. That's right. Guy knows his stuff, and he can't wait to uh, put us to the test. So that'll be exactly. fun. Exactly. Awesome. Okay. Thank you, Dre. Thank you, Allie, for jumping on. And uh, we'll do this again sometime. You know. Go boss! <laughs> I think they like my Colorado sway. Cause when I'm in it play, I don't really, I don't really know just how to act. And when I'm in it go, you know I'm acting bad. Holly get a bus with my Colorado sway. My Colorado sway, my Colorado sway. I think they like, I think they like my Colorado sway. My Colorado sway, my Colorado sway. Man, I swear, I think they like my Colorado sway. Colorado swag. Man, I swear I think they like my Colorado swag.